Welcome to the CityGate Church podcast. Today's message was recorded at our live Sunday services, and we hope that it encourages you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. I'm going to carry on speaking on, um, on the series that we're in right now, Sharing Your Faith. And I am so, just so stirred about this. Um, as God does a work in the church, so the church can do a work in the world. And God's doing something in Citygate Church. There is, there is no doubt. Um, God's healing people. He's saving people. He's restoring people. He's providing for people. But how many of you know we're blessed to be selfish, yeah? Absolutely, yeah? It's all about me, 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 me. Come on. I'm just so blessed (laughs) and highly favoured. Oh, yeah. Everyone else can go to hell, yeah? Everyone else can just live with their issues. But as for me and my household, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Is that what our heart and our emphasis is? No. Come on. It's he who wants to be the greatest as the servant of all. that I get down on my knees in order to lift you up, you being the world. That everything we do, we do with a compassion and a love, which is tangible, not just spiritual, which is real, which, which gets its fingernails dirty. We had an, an amazing I know, conference, this is some years ago, One of my closest friends in the world came and he spoke on Drop the Rocks. Some of you will remember that. A lot of you weren't here. It was a long time ago. But it was, you know, there are times you remember a message forever. Forever. And he talked about the compassion of Jesus, really, and about the attitude of the church. And he said, Drop the Rocks, which is obviously referring to he who is without sin cast the first stone and drop the rocks and... It says from the oldest, they began to drop their rocks as they walked off and they were all about to stone this lady caught in adultery. And, but they dropped the rocks and there was, there was other things. But it was, it was such a powerful, powerful thing. And, and as we move forwards in our, our series on sharing our faith, sharing your faith, people often ask me when we come into the church, what does this church do for evangelism? Well, the church is people, so I'm going to turn that around. What are you doing? What are you doing? Because we are the church of Jesus Christ. It's not, you know, if we always put things into a program, we lose the heart of it. What does this church do for pastoral care? Well, who are you caring for? What does this church do for healing the sick? Well, who are you praying for? What does this church do to meet the needs of the poor? Well, when was the last time you gave to somebody? This thing is personal. Can I hear an amen this morning? And, and I'm loving this. I'm absolutely loving this. I'm loving this because there's a church here in South East London, mate, that is stirred up with the love and the compassion of God to make a difference in our world. Not just in a prayer meeting. And we had an 
awesome prayer meeting last week. If you weren't here, I think you need to get saved again because be, I don't know, but, but we had, what a prayer meeting. What a prayer meeting we had on Sunday night. Just, just such a powerful time of prayer. But you know what? Faith without works is dead. So we're a church that wants to do some stuff. And that means not just as an organisation, but as a person. At the very heart, I believe, of what God is doing right now is something in your and my heart saying, I will be someone who shares my faith. I will be, I will be. I'm gonna step out of this little comfort zone that I've been standing in because of fear, because of jealousy, because of unforgiveness, because of selfishness. There's never a good reason to stay in your circle of comfort. Never a good reason. You don't stay there because Jesus has said, now go into all the world except for you. You just stay there. You just stay there. Everybody else can go, but you know what? You got challenges, so you stay there. With your challenges, go and shine. With your issues, go and shine. Jesus didn't say, stay there till you're perfect. He said, go. And as you go, you know what? Most of the stuff God does with your life happens when you're on mission. Doesn't happen when you're sitting at home. It happens when you get out into the world of of abrasion. And accusation or mountains are out there. There's no mountains in your little circle. They're out there. There's no Goliaths in there. So today I've just got about 15 minutes. So Jesus left the Judean countryside and went back to Galilee. To get there, he had to pass through Samaria. He came into Sychar, um, a Samaritan of village that was on the border of the field. Go on, for the sake of time. Verse 48, forgive me, I'm not being disrespectful of the Word of God, but there we go. Um, It says, up comes this, this person, a Samaritan woman came to draw water from the well. And Jesus said to her, would you give me a drink of water? His disciples had gone off to buy some food for lunch. And the Samaritan woman was really taken aback, asked, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Can I throw this one out there? How come you, a white guy, is talking to me, a black guy, in the racism? It's what they said, where there's division, where there's hatred, racism, jealousy. Let's make it really personal here. How come you, a Christian, are talking to me, an alcoholic? Asking for a drink. Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. I really love this translation of this passage. I'd normally use the King James Version. But this is, this is just so good. So Jesus answered, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink and I'll give you fresh living water. And the woman said, sir, you don't even have a, 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 
a tub to draw with, and this well is deep. So how are you going to get this living water? Are you a better man than our ancestor Jacob who dug this well and drank from it? He and his sons and his livestock, and they passed it down to us. And Jesus said, everyone who drinks of this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks of the water I will give will never thirst, not ever. And the water I will give will be an an artesian spring from within that gushes fountains of endless life. And the woman said, sir, give me this water so I don't ever have to get thirsty. Won't ever have to come back to this well again. And he said, go call your husband and then, and then come back. She said, sir, I have no husband, she said. And he said, that's nicely put. <laughs> Love this. That's nicely put, I have no husband. You've had five husbands and the man you're living with now isn't even your husband. You spoke the truth there, sure enough. Oh, so you're a prophet. Well, tell me this, our ancestors worshipped God on this mountain and you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place to worship God, right? Believe me, woman, a time's coming when the Samaritans, you Samaritans will worship the Father neither here at the mountain or there over in Jerusalem. You worship in the dark, guessing in the dark, we Jews worship in the clear light of day. God's way of salvation is made available through the Jews, but the time is coming. In fact, it has come when what you're called will not um, matter or the place you go to worship won't matter. It's who you are and the way you live that count before God. You must engage your spirit That's the kind of people the father is trying to find, looking for, goes on. Verse 25, the woman said, I don't know about that. I do know that the Messiah is coming. When he arrives, we'll get the whole story. And Jesus said, I am he. You don't have to wait any longer or look any further. And just then the disciples come back, they're shocked. They couldn't believe he was talking to that kind of woman. No one said what they were thinking, but their faces showed it. (laughs) The woman took the hint and left. In her confusion, she left her water pot. Back in the village, she told the people, come see a man who knew all about the things I've done and who knows me inside out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. You know, this week has been a week of us stepping out of our comfort zones because we're doers of the word. We didn't just hear that last Sunday. We said, okay, yep, amen, I'm gonna live that, amen? So we've stepped out of our circles this week. We prayed for opportunities. This is what we went through last time. We're all learning together to be sharing our faith type of people. This is really important. This is not, I don't know what church you've come from, if you've come from another church or, or perhaps you've just given your life to Christ, but Sundays here are not just about let's get happy and go off and live our life. No, we're actually gonna put into practice. Wouldn't it be awesome if like 600 people is what we have across a weekend, 600 people go out and actually do this stuff? Yeah. 600 people actually go, oh, here we go. We're learning together. This is God's heart to be more like Jesus Christ, which means to find lost people. And they're everywhere. 
They're everywhere. The whole you know, society is, is, is absolutely crashing and burning in so many ways. But the church of Jesus Christ is getting stronger and stronger. So we must be stepping out of our circle of comfort. We gotta be, we gotta have a desire and be open. Humble, yes, but in faith, saying I'm entering into the zone of the unknown. If you weren't here last week, that's what we covered. We're called, commissioned, equipped, empowered. We gotta leave. But okay, this week, where are we going? And to who? It's great to say step out, but to where? To who? What do you think about when you step out? What do you pray? What do you say? It's not just a stepping out and going, okay, Lord, do something now. We gotta have a plan. Amen? Amen. We've got to have a plan. We've got a date now for next March. I know it's a long time away, but with so many things going on, fasting and praying all through the month of January, and then it's our anniversary. We've got some guest speakers coming over, you know, through February, different things. We've got Pastor Andy Elms coming back to do a whole Saturday, and we're going to be advertising it very soon. And really, I really, 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 really would love the whole church to come to that Saturday. It's going to be life-changing, and it's going to be life-changing not for us, but for everybody else. As we're equipped to lead people to Christ, and then in the evening, we're going to be having a laying hands on people commissioning service where God really puts the grace of God upon our lives. You can say, well, you can plan that for next March. Yeah, we can. That's what's going to happen. I'm excited about that. Very, very powerful days we live in. But today, I want to talk about living in 3D. Living in 3D. What do we mean about 3D? Well, people who share their faith are people who live in 3D. Everybody has a loving heart towards some people. Yeah? Everybody has a loving heart towards some people. But also nearly everybody has a list of people that we can't stand and won't go near. (laughs) And we encourage ourselves, that's a long list, yeah. That, and we encourage ourselves, yeah, but I love them. Yeah, but they're easy to love. They're easy to love. Yeah, but I really get them. Yeah, that's because you, uh, you like the same sort of rock bands or the same sort of music or the same football team. Or you're the same colour. Easy, easy to get on. Hello? I love the passage of Scripture that we've just read. Jesus just goes straight for it. He went and he spoke, number one, to a woman. A woman. I know we laugh about it, but back then, man, that was like, you just don't go and do that. And number two, a Samaritan. I mean, just the worst of the worst. These people just don't. Just, ugh. I don't have any rights in this society. They're just a problem. Get rid of them, everything's okay. Because of a bad experience you've had, you've been betrayed. Perhaps you just listened to the wrong people. You've believed lies. Perhaps there's a fear there about 
that person or that group of people. It could be colour, religion, sexuality, age, class, whatever it is. So what we do is we say, okay, God, I'm in my circle. I'm going to step out and I'm going to step out into the zone of the unknown to people that are qualified to talk to me. (laughs) Qualified because of who they are already. Oh, just, I'm out of time. I'm going to preach it all at the second service. Three things. Three things. Three things. What are we going to do as a church? Number one, we are going to develop friendships. I mean, dear God, the church is the friendliest place on earth. We're friendly people. We really are. Now, I know some aren't, but most of us... Friendly people. We get on with people. When you get saved, your grumpy gets saved as well. Amen. Your grumpy gets saved and your happy comes out. Because all the stuff that kills, steals and destroys, you're redeemed from. Develop friendships. How do you develop friendships? Be friendly. Be friendly. When somebody comes into your street and they've just moved in, you see the for sale board and then you see the sold board and then you see somebody in, be the first one round there with a bunch of flowers and a, and a, a, and a gift. You see, some Christians don't think like this and it's really quite an embarrassment. Because guys, come on, we're salt and light. We don't just have just Sunday services. We love people. We love people. All through the pandemic, Sharon absolutely became a source of encouragement, life and fun and stuff and whatever for all the, all the houses either side of us. Amen. Make something happen. Make something happen in your street, in your office. It's not about personality, it's about compassion. Doesn't matter what personality you have, introversion, extroversion, whatever. Compassion shines. Making friends. You know, I say this a lot and it's something, you know, I'm I'm just so passionate about this. To to not be the weird Christian (laughs) who goes in on a Monday morning going, hallelujah. (laughs) It's like, man, even I'd sack you. Don't want that. Hallelujah, as you walk through the door. How is your week? Ah, oh, praise God, bless God, hallelujah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. God was there, God was there. And all these people who are unchurched going. And then they say on the, you know, Friday, the office goes up the pub. And, you know, to begin with, everybody's asked. And then the more happens, you don't get asked anymore. I'm not surprised I wouldn't ask you. (laughs) Come on, let's be normal people that live an extraordinary life. Extraordinary life. Oh, but Pastor Jay, the pub is where the sinners go. Amazing. 
Isn't it amazing how the penny drops sometimes? And you don't go in there with 10 Bibles and as they sit around there and you slap a Bible on every, I just thought I'd just, you know, there's a tract. We used to give out the the old chick tracts. If you don't come to Jesus, you're going to hell. Which we know is true, but it's not a great opener. It's not a great opener. Slapping it on the table. Drink that, you're cursed. Bang. No, come on, guys. Develop friendships. Whoever they are, they don't have to pass your test. Meet your criteria. Develop an attitude that says, I'm open to you no matter who or what you are. I will accept you. I will go on a journey with you and I will care about you. The second thing is discover stories. Discover stories. Everybody opens up to someone they trust. People want to tell their story. Not from an arrogance or a pride, but because they're crying out for answers. Having a genuine interest in other people. Not nosiness. Genuine interest in people. Discover their story. We all face situations. And when you discover a story, there's a dividing fork, isn't there? Either I'm going to say, oh, that's nice. Or there's going to be some other. That's a door opener. A door opener. Perhaps someone's going through something. Oh, I'm going ahead of myself and I've got to close. The third thing is discern next steps. Discern next steps. What are we going to do as a result? So we're out there, we're making friends, we're discovering stories, we're interested in people, we're not being weird, we're being genuine, but we're not compromising. We're shining. Jesus was a friend to everybody except the religious lot. And yet so much of the church want to be friends with the religious lot and be estranged from the world that really needs us. Living life in 3D, we develop friendships, we discover stories, we discern next steps. During every second of a conversation we have with people, be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. God, what are you saying here? What's the next thing I need to be doing? Could it be offer to praying for them? Perhaps it's you give them a book. Say, there's a book that I read that really helped me in that situation. It could be you invite them to something. Have them around for coffee. Go out for a coffee. Go up the pub with them. Offering to help with them in some sort of a practical way. That was quick. That was done. That's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's be it. Let's be it. We're people of faith already. We're people of power, anointing. We can cast out demons, heal the sick. That's not an opener to a conversation. <laughs> that, that, hopefully, is the outcome sometime down the line. Amen. But it's just getting to know people. That's the greatest evangelism that we can do right now, is get to know people and go on a journey yeah. with them to introduce them to Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet, shall we?
And let's pray. Father, we thank you today for your incredible grace and love and power and joy and equipping of your spirit. And Father, Lord, you've empowered us to destroy yokes and remove burdens off other people's lives. But Lord God, Lord, today, like last week, we commit to stepping out to develop genuine friendships. Lord, where our phone is not filled with Christian telephone numbers. But Lord, with work colleagues and neighbours and friends. and Lord, there's a relationship of openness and trust and honesty. Lord, so many people have been betrayed and abused and rejected in the world. Father God, we just want to love everyone. And Father, we thank you that you loved us that way. So we can love others in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I really believe this is such a practical word. Such a practical word. Can we do this? Can can, can we honestly do this? Make friends on... Oh, but Pastor Jay, I haven't got time. Make time. Make time. Fast Facebook. Probably the best thing to do anyway. What a mess. Fast TikTok. Make time. There are so many ways we can make time. It's just time management. Oh, Pastor, I'm too busy, I'm too busy, I'm too busy. Stop saying that because it's not true. But you don't know my life. Ah, it's not about the life because everybody has the same amount of hours in the day. It's about priorities. Need help with that? Come and talk to somebody. Come and talk to somebody. Use your faith this week. Say, God, I'm going to step out. I'm going to walk across the room to make a friend that I've never spoken to before. In the office, that person who's really quiet, the one who sort of comes in, just does their own thing, everybody smirks about a bit and laughs about a bit. Hey, come on, step over to them and make a friend. You, you don't know what that's going to do on the inside of their life. The one who's from another religion, make a friend. Make a friend. We've got loads of you know, individuals come over and families come over from the, from Kiev and Herson and Lviv. And make a friend. It's not a government responsibility to make a friend of somebody, but it's certainly the Christian's responsibility. Hope you got something out of that today. Yes.